0: Kevin Baker is back, and I grill him on entrepreneurship. Uh, I am planning on making the leap. He's already made the leap, and it's quite fresh. So uh, I get to grill him about all the uh, awful and wonderful things that it, uh, entrepreneurship offers you and being the being the boss. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know what Kevin is, Kevin is, he's been on the show several times, KevinBakerCoaching.com, or We Love Anxiety. Check it out and uh, give him some love uh, and I really hope you enjoy the episode we had a great time and I apologize for the audio uh, I don't I don't know if it was my computer I don't know if it was my board but it was weird so thanks for listening let me know what you think Dads Worldwide The first word in family management family budgeting insurance bills food Vacations. Research and development. Homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are
1: locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves.
0: Dads Worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you! Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan and with us once again... We have the most fantastic, the boss himself, Kevin Baker. How you doing, sir? Well,
1: Brennan, I wanted to thank you for having me on the show. Longtime listener. I'm
0: excited <laughs> to be here. No, he doesn't listen. Don't let him fool you. folks. <laughs> he doesn't listen at all. Um, I get messages from every now and then to say, <laughs> Hey, did you do another episode? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, Not uh, true. That, what I was hoping is, is that
1: you'd notice I called you the wrong name. With
0: us, <laughs> no, I, I won't even notice. Like, you just I've let been, that I've, one slide. I've been, called, I've been called the wrong name so many times, I just like I, don't, I brush it off. I, I did it, off. it on purpose, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I still love you. Uh, I love you too, man. He's he is also a podcast host, uh, occasionally. Uh, weed and anxiety, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and also a coach, coach. So, how are things going, sir? I, I, yeah. I actually, you know what? I want to know what books you're reading to the kids nowadays.
1: Oh man, yes. Uh, um, so,
0: <laughs> because different ages require different books. So, what 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 are we into now? This is true. So. My daughter loves books,
1: and now my son's starting to enjoy books. So the little man loves um, Dear Zoo. Which is a nice. great book. Yeah. Great book. <laughs> he likes the little flaps and he yeah. likes to get to oh, yeah. go so the lion. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's tongue His t- tongue is sticking out. Yeah. And he likes to go, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So he used to, he give a,
0: used to give a big roar when we opened that. Yeah. 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 I remember that one.
1: So, so we have that one for him, as his favorite. And then. We just recently got a Valentine's where's baby's Valentine's and it's another like lifting book. And he likes that one. Um, Jace likes that one too. She likes cookie boo. I don't know if you've ever heard of that cookie
0: book. Boo. No, I've never cookie heard of
1: it. So it's never. a Halloween one. We're still reading it. Oh <laughs> she, yeah. She now has it memorized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she can read it. It's amazing. That's awesome. Awesome. And yeah, so it, it has the appearance that our three-year-old knows how to read, but she just—we've <laughs> read it so much,
0: and yeah, yeah, we that, just uh, Isabel's uh, "Llama Llama Red Pajama."
1: She oh man,
0: that, she knows that one by heart. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: We have yeah. "Llama Llama Easter Egg." Oh yeah, nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just got one from the library. It's called "Sweet Kulu." That book's beautiful. Like it's such a, it's such a. <laughs> amazing book for little kids and she really likes that one too so yeah we're kind of all over the map with books she just she has her
0: favorites yeah there's uh it's it's amazing the different kid and the how they latch on to different books you know uh, but even some of the classics it doesn't matter they they love them all you know what i mean every all the kids love that one book (laughs) yeah I yeah, hate it, like Good Night, Good Night Moon is like one of my least favorite books. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I don't know why. It's just there's no rhyme or reason about it. Just I don't care for it.
1: You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> go to Better any Moon.
0: There's another one too. It's like Fiddly fiddly I Fee or Fiddly I Foe. I don't know. It's, I don't know oh, if there's a book that I would take out in the yard and burn, it'd be that one.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Oh man. Yes.
1: She's read so many books over the years. It's like, and we have two bookshelves just full in her bedroom of books. Yeah. And you would think that they just have never been read, but almost every single book in there we've read at some point in time. Yep. But then you get to the place where it's like, you know, we were reading like 20 books a night. <laughs> I'm like, I can't sustain this. It was like an hour of reading yeah. books. And, um I'm like okay, we got to switch this up so we, yeah, we down yeah. to like six or seven books, you know. But it's just Oh, like, you're nicer than us. We're so like we're like
0: three them. max, three max, and you go into bed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh, oh, yeah. It well, you know, folks. I just gotta say that the tap tap that you're hearing is the rain in Kevin's uh, in Kevin Kevin's uh, audio, and then the loud. That you're hearing of mine is my pellet stove just ramped up. So sorry. Here. He's in North Carolina. I'm in the Northeast. And uh so that's the way it goes. So enjoy the tap tapping sound, maybe it'll put you to sleep. Yeah. So it's a nice ambience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but back to the books there. I really I have what I call book induced narcolepsy. If I uh I I just if I like just start reading books, I start yawning immediately. <laughs> i just i just can't get I, I don't know what it is i just it reading's not for me even if i'm interested in it it's a chore yeah i'm not a big reader but <laughs> she loves it so i definitely
1: get into it for her and now our son's getting into it which is yeah which is cool but yeah i'm the same way i'm i'd rather not, <laughs> not read uh books <laughs> but yes. i'm getting I'm, I'm learning to love it
0: yeah <laughs> Wait till, wait till uh she gets to the chapter books and stuff like that and like oh, right now we're all reading the ranger's apprentice which is a uh i think there's like 14 or 15 books we did harry potter together wow um, so yeah we're all reading those together so it's fun it's a lot of fun you know the boys are really invested in it and cool. uh yeah so it is a good time you know we get yeah. to all the characters and what we think's gonna happen <laughs> and, you know try to get them to think about outside the box you know so. I love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll that'll be when Morgan starts reading to him. Yeah, it'll be on my reading. <laughs> Already, if I make a mistake, she'll be like, "That's not what it says, Dad." I'm like, <laughs> like today, I said it was a monster, and I said cookie because I wasn't really paying attention. And yeah, like, here comes the cookie. She's like, "It's not a cookie. It's a monster." Go, <laughs> like Dad. Well, the rest of the animals are, you know, the rest of the things are shaped as cookies. So, it's Cookie Boo, damn it. <laughs>
0: Oh, well. I, it is what I say it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sometimes we'll make up words. Cause it's like some of those books, man, they are negative or they're not like, Oh yeah. You know, a lot, even some of the classics. I'm like, what the, f- what are we reading to our kids? <laughs> you know, so we'll just make up the words.
0: <laughs> you know, that's one thing I've always said is that it, it really gives like all these books, all these kids books, give us, give children like an unhealthy, uh, an unhealthy idea of what you know the relationship between animals and man are you know or yeah. human beings i shouldn't say man just human beings in general like like you know like it's just it's not the way it is or even like relationships between each other one book <laughs> the, the red sled you know it shows a bear grabbing a sled and he's hanging out with a bunny and and a moose and a skunk and a porcupine and a mouse like you know they're all sledding on this sled i'm like <laughs> like
1: no, I've it's, seen that happen before,
0: so it's... Of course, I mean, ridiculous. who has the Who has it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that, you know, just, like, you are like, uh, like how, 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 you know, you, you don't want to, like, completely dash the kid's, uh, you know, feeling of what's happening, right? you're like, you're like, this is so cute, it's so fun, you're like, it doesn't really <laughs> happen that way, suck it up, you know, like... <laughs> You read them the nice story and and, yeah. and move along, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't mean to go into that whole time. we, we just we just spent like ten minutes yeah. on so <laughs> children's yeah. books, you know <laughs> If there's
1: ever a um, you know profession for like critiquing books, children's yes. books? yeah, oh yeah, we, we've got a career in that
0: we've got it we've got it made <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah speaking but, of careers unless a, you're about to do something i was, was gonna that?
1: say tell the people yeah tell unless them. you've already talked about it oh okay about what
0: what are you talking about about you your your adventures that oh, you're no, no, not yet not yet okay. sure. <laughs> damn it <laughs> He said I would be
1: conducting the interview and I came in here.
0: I don't remember I just, that. Just
1: how much pot did you start? <laughs> That's from the office people. That's
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did like put a shine of light in my face. Uh, well, I think I think we could start by telling them okay, so I I look back, you were on the show in like April or May of twenty one. Oh, wow. Was that my inaugural? That was your inaugural test worldwide. So why don't you tell people, because chances are, if someone's listening to this episode, they haven't gone all the way back, right? So why don't you tell them about how you uh, left corporate America? And, well, I, I don't want to tell the story. So why don't you tell them you how did. you started your entrepreneurial <laughs> journey?
1: <laughs> yeah, you, know, you just summed it up. Yeah, you, a, so. I don't really was, work <laughs> Yeah, I just called and I quit. No, but there's a, <laughs> it's a beautiful story. <laughs> so yeah, um, my daughter was just about one. So going in to I'm trying to think at what point I started this story. So I had been there for about six years. And I enjoyed my job very much, but it didn't really fulfill me. You know, it was like I had, um, like, I, I was basically where I could be, right? There wasn't much growth until I left. And then <laughs> and they're like, hey, we want you back. We'll promote you. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I didn't see myself there forever. And my daughter was one things are starting to transition they were they were starting to close down our office. I was a trainer, a corporate trainer when they were starting to like transition everybody to work at home. they were going to close down our office, but keep everybody working at work at home. And so I was the first one to leave cause I was a trainer. So I was already working at home when they were like closing down the rest of the office, getting the agents at home. So it was at a call center that I worked in. Um, so my background is in teaching um i was subbing for years i didn't really want to sub anymore so that's when i like transitioned I found that job and i was there for six years and it just kind of had like this natural flow to it right like i knew when i was going to be done subbing and i found a job i knew that my time was coming to an end there but i didn't really know how it was going to end or anything like that um we one time had a manager's meeting and our boss was like our office is closing and i was like yes like this is my out you know but then I kind of felt bad but then it was like okay we're transitioning to working at home and I was like okay so I'm not like done done yet but I kind of had a sense of like let me just see how this goes right I didn't know for sure I'd be leaving yet Um, but we transitioned to work at home and I hated it like I saw my wife and daughter less than I did when I was in the office you know And I was already gone for like nine ten hours every day and so i was working like 11 to 12 hours a day and i hated it and i was just locked up in this bedroom i would be awake in that room before my daughter woke up i'd be still in there right around the time my daughter was going to sleep so i hardly ever saw her and i was like this is not this is not for me i'm not gonna continue to do this so i reached out to my actual boss that oversaw training and I called him the one night and I was just like, listen, I'm just being honest. Like, I don't know if this is for me. Um, I don't like working at home. Trying to train people remotely on computer systems. Like, half of training is troubleshooting shit that people can't figure out and that's not working. You know, like, they're new to systems. They're new to processes. They're new to, like, being on the phone a lot of times. And you can't do that remotely. Like, there's certain things that you cannot do remotely. And training a class, it can't happen. You can't do it so
0: yeah, that, sounds, that sounds sounds uh, completely impossible <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: and it yeah. was a new contract too so I wasn't even overseeing the old contract which was a utilities contract which I knew like I could just help people out and I knew the things that wouldn't work because i had been working that contract for like four or five years so long yeah, yeah and it was a new cell phone contract I hate cell phones like I don't I'm not good with cell phones I can <laughs> utilize it <laughs> but I don't know how to troubleshoot it and stuff and it was really difficult. And um, Kevin's yes. an old
0: man when it comes to technology. <laughs> he's he's like uh, he's got he's I don't think he's like ninety, but he's kind of like in the sixty five range. He, yeah, at least. I sent him. <laughs> <laughs> a link. He goes, I don't have that password anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just disappeared. And that <laughs> would
1: be like a business account. And like, yeah, business yeah he's running a business. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Right. I, mean, I don't even different. use that anymore. No, you're you're okay. I Do think it. my level of technology is just beyond my parents, so yeah. I can help them if I need. <laughs> just barely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I know how to work it enough. I can use it as a flashlight. So that when we're well, reading books, I can read, use it. As a at least
0: you have not reached to the point where you have to like call your dad to find out like how to <laughs> unlock your phone or some shit because that would be really embarrassing.
1: That would be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, and I used to teach people technology. So, that's, yep. that's... <laughs> so, yeah, they were all fucked by the time they got out of the training class. I don't know. <laughs> no, actually, I was very good at my job. I was very good, even though I wasn't good at technology. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at home. I'm trying to go back to the story now. So I All can right. get very yeah. distracted very get, easily.
0: You were talking about how it's a new contract. You were trying to teach yeah. people at home. It was miserable because you couldn't see. You You were seeing your family less than what you were seeing when you were actually at the office.
1: Yeah, and I hated it. So the next day I called my boss and I was like, you know what? Um, sometimes we get to a place in our lives where we just can outgrow things, you know, and the person that you are, currently is not the person that you're becoming and sometimes you just have to like let go of it and really it's like burning the house down right it's kind of the analogy i used for it i was like you know you just get to a point where you have to burn the house down and start over and um we honestly had a a conversation for like almost a half hour and we just talked and it was really good conversation i had never had like a working only working conversations that i had with him you know emails and like one phone call once where i was pissed because i was essentially getting like a pay decrease cuz they were cutting off overtime and yeah. they transitioned me to salary yeah, and I was like, "Well, what the fuck? Like, this is a pay decrease for me," and I was pretty pissed. And he's like, "Well, you know, this is what it is." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yep. fuck you!" Like, this is our first phone conversation. I was pissed. I was ready to leave then and just like quit. But cooler heads prevailed, and <laughs> I calmed down. That was years before too. Um, so yeah, we had a great conversation, and then I like reached out to my office boss the next day, and then she's like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's pissed. Like, you just left. Like, the contract. And I was like, well, we had a good conversation. So, I don't know when he got, when it's changed. And he was pissed that I left. But I didn't give two weeks' notice or anything. I just quit on the spot. And, um,
0: nice. cause I knew
1: they'd keep pulling me back in, you know, yeah. like, yeah. he's like, well, how about you finish out this? And it's like, I know how it's going to go, man. I know how corporate America works. Like, they keep pulling you back, pulling you back. And it was perfect. The timing was perfect, um, because, months later um the person that was overseeing all of the training department over a different utility contract that would have been like the perfect job that i would have loved either got fired or they whatever and they offered me the position to come back and to take that position so had i not left when i left because i was gonna wait until if i hadn't gotten moved to this contract i was gonna wait until the heating season was over which would have been like april 1st and um yeah I, I would have ended up with that contract and that job and then i probably wouldn't have left so um it all worked out
0: <laughs> i mean you may not have left right i mean like, i feel uh, yeah. there's some people that have a an entrepreneurial spirit right like they they want to be their own boss like they want to be the person calling the shots uh some people out of necessity, other people's out of just like, for me, it's just a drive that I've always wanted to own my own business. And I know that if I want to make uh, a, a better living for me and my family, then I really, I know that like, that's the way I need to go. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so you say that you might be, you know, you may not have, but you may have, you may have still, just, you know what? This <laughs> I would have. Yeah. Right. Like you're, I'm just, just an artist. Artist. and that's, uh, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Uh, so you did have that drive. You, even before that, you were like, I, I, this is not for me. It's been a long
1: time that I've had a drive to like run or own my own business in some capacity before. So I left my job with that company and it's a huge company. It's like a 200,000 employees across the world, you know, so uh-huh. it's a massive company. And, um, it was, I had been working there for about a year and then a position came available through a friend of mine who owns a state farm. And I was going to go through like this agent, agent as... <clears throat> let me try to figure out the word. A, aspirith, something like that. Agent Aspirith program. It's basically like in training to be an agent for Ooh. a state farm. Ooh, yeah. And I fucking hated it. Like it was... <laughs> It wasn't what I expected it to be, you know, and um, yeah, it was basically like I was a secretary for a while, like just answering phones. I hate being on the phone. Like I, my mom gets pissed because I don't like call or text you know and she's like all your sisters call and everything and i'm just like i don't like being on the phone like i'm not when i'm with the kids like i'm around the house i don't want to have my attention pulled because then i'm on the phone the kids are screaming whatever you know so it's like i don't want to do that and um i didn't like answering phones and i didn't like helping people with their questions sorry people but your insurance is just it's all the same fucking insurance. It doesn't matter who you have. it's the yeah. same <laughs> It yeah. really, truly is. and um,
0: yeah, it's more expensive than the other though.
1: yeah, I, it's yeah, it's silly because it literally is all the same stuff, but um, yeah, I didn't like that. and then my old job asked me to come back and I was like, yes, please. so um, but that was my goal. I wanted to own a state farm you know and just <laughs> run it wasn't my goal it was just kind of like an idea that i had and
0: they're like well no I, I, yeah so i'm with you like i've looked at franchises i was looking at doing like a a, a pet food franchise oh. uh, um it was called pet wants i think or something like that but it's like it's like small batch pet food i, I don't know anything about pet food <laughs> i don't think about pet food but you know what I yeah. would have been i would have owned that business that's yeah. you know what i mean um you know and you know, I don't know. I was like, ah, oh, own a taco truck. Like there's one place that I lived. There was like nothing around. Like, this is like, this is like just before like all these, like, uh, all these food trucks started popping up, you know, like yeah. I feel like sometimes I'm, I, you know, like I'm, I'm really kind of brilliant, but I just don't act on anything. Like a year later, a year later, like everyone's done. I was like, oh, I thought of that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I should have wrote that down. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, Yeah. No. Like, so yeah, no, I'm with you. Like you would like, I could see how that, you know, I thought about getting my real estate license. I was like, you know, um, like all this stuff, just, you know, just, I just know that I, I want, I want to be the master of my destiny. Like I want to be in charge of making decisions for myself, uh, And and you were talking actually about getting pulled back into corporate America because you you didn't you wanted to just leave it. It happens now. There's a guy that's leaving my office right now, and they're just like they're on him. Like actually, he left technically Friday was his last day, but they're just on him. They're like, hey, I'll offer you this much money if you just stay. You know, oh, how about if I do this and this, and then you could stay. And then how about I? And especially nowadays, uh, it's really hard to find. Qualified people for anything. Yeah, we can't find office ha- help. We can't find field workers. Nothing. So, yeah, I I, I feel on that one. It's, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's so many different ways that we could go right here, and um, I'm kind of thinking about since you just mentioned about how workers and people don't want to work. I, I think there's this stigma like that people are lazy, you know, and I think you know it could it could potentially be right but i feel like there's been such a toxic work environment that's been created where it is if you work in corporate america or in some type of job of that sort right and i think we can pretty much sum it up as like corporate america but it's like you the demand is that you are going to pretty much put that job ahead of everything else right and they're gonna put more and more and more yeah. on top of you yeah. and you're not really you're not given more pay you know necessarily sometimes you might be but not necessarily and it's like what is that paycheck worth and then it's also like you know people often say it's like well it's the safety It's like, well, you have the safety of the paycheck, the safety of the insurance, the safety of that stuff. And it's like, really, that could end like that, you know, like for me, our job, I thought we were all going to be fired and let go, you know, and I I was kind of excited, but not for everybody else, you know, because everybody else, what position would that have put them into? And, um, I think everything works out and everything happens for us. Um, but yeah, it's like, there's just such a toxic environment that's been created, I think, and, um. Hopefully that will shift. I hope people find an an approach like their actual dreams, you know, and pursue something that lights them up. Because, um, yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't have to like you don't have to do the thing you're doing, you know. And I think the 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 thing is that we've been taught, especially I feel like our generation, it's more like well, you work somewhere for thirty years or you work somewhere for thirty five years or forty years or whatever
0: that's changed completely. That's just not the case anymore. You know, you, you don't, you don't go to work for one company for 30 to 40 years and get a pension out of it. I think, uh, largely because they found out those pensions are unaffordable. (laughs) (laughs) Even the companies themselves were like, whoa, we're going to be dishing out how much money, uh, you know, because some of those are unfunded liabilities. Some of them are funded liabilities, but either way, uh, uh they, yeah the, in the 80s they started giving out very very generous uh retirements uh and i guess not thinking about the future about how to pay for all of it i don't know but was, even the federal government uh in the 80s uh they had uh what's called the CSRS, I believe, retirement. And then they changed it uh, in the late 80s or probably the 70s, 80s. And then the, in the late 80s, they changed it to FERS, which is a federal employee retirement uh system. And it's changed completely. Whereas with the first one, you could retire no problem at like 80 to 90% of your pay. Wow. Yeah, 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 that changed. You know why? Again, because it was like, they were like, oh, damn, like, how much are we going to owe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, with FERS, right, they changed it. So it was going to be like 80% of your pay, period. Like, there's no questions asked on the first one, right? On the second one, they said, you can get up to 60 to 70% of your pay, but it's based off what you put in a 401k, Social Security, and then there's a little sliver there of retirement that you put away and like it kind of adds up and then they pay you right like that. It, yeah. It's just like it's not the same thing, whereas before it was just all like they just pay you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so I can't speak for corporate America. I've never worked for them. I've either been in the military construction or I work for the federal government. Uh, so which the federal government can a lot be a lot like corporate America as far as like just expecting you to the job is first mm-hmm. and that's it i'll never forget the time where they told us uh the government was on furlough because they they didn't you know they didn't raise the debt ceiling so they're just like yeah you guys still have to come to work you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna get paid but you still have to come to work that's <laughs> so crazy I, I told my supervisor, I said, "The day I don't get paid is the day you don't see me at work." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this job. I said, "This is a mutually beneficial job. I show up, I give you labor, you pay me for the labor. This is how it works. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you can't. I'm like, you can't afford it. You can fire. It. I don't <laughs> care. Like that. That just doesn't bother me. <laughs> like I don't care. They, because any other, other other employer, they'd be like, you're fired from the federal government. I'd be like, yeah, they didn't want to pay me." Yeah. Like, oh, well, that's completely right. Well, I was
1: doing my volunteer shift with the yeah, federal yeah. government. <laughs> I bet crazy. you there's still people that showed up, though. Uh, it worked.
0: It, like, it ended like the day that, uh, like, the day before they were supposed to pay us. I was really looking forward to having it. I was like, <laughs> I, was, like I was like, I was waiting for that call. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to show up on Monday. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the. The entrepreneurial streak is real. It is the the want is real. The uh so I'm we share that in common for sure. I've always just wanted to uh strike out on my own, even even when I went f- work for the government, you know, and you like uh oh well, right now I just started uh sharpening ice skates for months. Yeah. So it's my side it's my side hustle right now. Very it's not true. a lucrative one. I, I should have chosen better. <laughs> Yeah, that sure. sounds cool though. Uh, hey, it's all right. It's not too bad. Um, and it's interesting. There's a, there's kind of a science behind uh sharpening. Um, but then like uh it's not very it's I don't know, it's it's kind of like a nerd specific hobby, I guess, uh, or a side hustle. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and then like the sharp like I didn't know that the, the different sharpening stones are actually what you do when you sharpen it, they call it a hollow. I had no idea. Blows my mind. Yeah. It's it's funny, I'm, and I'm not doing it to get rich or anything, but uh, it's funny when people come here and drop their skates off. They're like, oh, so your kids do ice hockey? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and they look at me like,
1: no, i just had a passion for, <laughs> for dude, ice skates dude, since dude, I was a boy.
0: Like, you know, now, now every time someone shows up to the house, I'm going to be smelling a skate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what would you just say? Smelling? Smelling
0: a skate, yeah. Just taking a deep breath into it. <laughs> some random person skate like, oh, come on, just drop them off. You want to hang Wait, out for a little while? <laughs> yeah. um, I
1: don't know yeah. about the science of this. Yeah, just, <laughs> there's a lot of
0: science. Let me tell you about <laughs> tell you about this. Yeah, and just like anything, like there's some people that are just way too gung ho. So there's it. sharpening stones. There are uh in the, the actual the the actual unit that I bought is it, I mean like a monkey could run it. I'm pretty sure my ten year old can run it. So, Don't
1: give away your secrets though.
0: It's super easy. It's so easy. It's great. It's really That's great. Awesome. So, yeah. Uh and it's amazing how like when people bring me skates, and I'm just like, wow, who who sharpened this? Like I had one today, it was so far off. I was like, I'm like, I think I'm gonna use half my sharpening, so just trying to correct this <laughs> <laughs> previously. It was insane. Oh uh, well, it's got into nerd sharpening 101 here. Sorry. Um, so yeah, so I guess uh, we did, we were talking uh, a while back, and uh, yeah, I was talking about my, me going out on my own, which is happening. Uh, which is it is nerve wracking to uh, for so many reasons. Um, so I mean, you must have, even though you gave your notice, not really your notice, you just said I'm leaving. I quit. <laughs> that must have that must have been a big thing on your mind that you had you had people to support, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So what what was going through your head um, other than I'm free? Like what was the, what were the worries? I guess I should say, what was those worries that were going on?
1: All right. So there's a part two to this story and this oh. is <laughs> right. So part one was all of what I already said and how excited yeah. and you know, the, when I quit and I left, so I was super nervous to make that phone call. But um, after I made it, I was just like elated and so excited and, really excited to get to work. And then the part B is where I was trying to make something work and just spinning my wheels and like, what the fuck am I doing? You know? And then I'm watching. So this is the part where you might want to like plug your ears. Cause is, right. Like this was the, as reality set in. Right. And I, I didn't have like a business plan. I didn't have a course of action. I didn't have clients set up. I didn't have any clients, you know, I just left (laughs) and in my mind, I was like, if I have my back against a wall, I'll be able to create this right. And I'm like a brand new, um, had just gotten my certification only several months before whatever had been, you know, and I had a lot of like,
0: huh? For coaching, right? For coaching, for, yep. For coaching, yeah. So,
1: ha- had gone through all that. And it was like a year long program, you know. So, I had coached and it was like the program went really well. And um, I had done like some, a lot of like free coaching and things like that, you know. But I had the whole mindset of like, I'm not a good coach. Like, I'm a new coach, you know, like all of that stuff that comes along with being new at something. So, yeah. I'm like, all of that's going to go away once I quit, you know. And I just had this unrealistic expectation upon myself that if I quit my back's against the wall, I'm just going to like come out throwing punches, you know, and I made some progress and then I'd like fall back. And I I hate using (laughs) social media. It's not my thing. And I'm like trying to build a business upon something that I hated. And I got depressed, like really, really depressed. And, um, I hated where I was at in my life, you know, and I and I hated like the decisions I had made. I was starting to regret things. I'm watching my bank account like dwindle down to nothing. Um, I had to sell my boat, and I had no money, you know. And and being like the stereotype of a man, right? Like that's this weighed heavy on me. Of like, I have to be the provider. I have to provide for my family. I have to be like the breadwinner. You know, I didn't realize how much I had um, like subconsciously that bringing home and like paying the mortgage and paying, you know, a majority of the bills or whatever it was. Like I tied that into my self-worth and my self-value. So then when that was all gone and I had no money left, I was just like, fuck, I'm worthless. I'm worthless to my family. I'm doing nothing. And I was just like, I don't really want to even be living, you know? And it was, um, yeah, to be honest, like that's, that's where I got to like really dark. And, um, I, we got pregnant with Sawyer and, you know, during that part of time in my life, I was like, I don't really want to be here, you know, but I couldn't, um, Yeah. It's, it just like hit me as I was saying that, but
0: um, yeah, sorry. that's the truth sorry. of it, right? I'm sorry it went down that <laughs> that far to the uh, the into the darkness, man. That's crazy. This is the first yeah. I've heard this, so
1: yeah. And and to be honest, right? Because I feel like people yeah. don't share it that much. They don't they don't share yeah. like the darkness of things that that happen and how we will tie our self worth into things. And it's like what I want people to know is like you're you're whole and you're worthy regardless of anything, you know, and it's like um that I wouldn't change this experience for anything, even even going through that period of time in my life. And there's been like a few others since then where it's still like I feel depressed or I'll get down. Um yeah. you know, it's like all of your darkness, all of whether you want to call them like your demons or your doubts or your insecurities, when you work for yourself it comes up, like it starts to come up, like, um, cause you have nowhere you can hide, right? You can't like blame something on a boss or you can't blame something on your coworkers. It's like, it comes back onto you. Um, but it's a beautiful process. You learn so much about yourself. If you allow yourself like to go inward and to really like expand yourself. And it's been a huge journey for me. And yeah, still like, it keeps changing and transforming and growing. You know, I've taken on more responsibility in my wife's business. So it's Mo and Kev now. And it's like the photography part and the videography part. So that's been nice. Like that had a huge, like growing pains and challenges that we've gone through with that. And, you know, like releasing some of the responsibilities and putting stuff on to me and like, just like our, both our minds coming together to expand that has been nice. And then, even in my coaching business, you know, like I'm transitioning now out of social anxiety. Like that was a big part of my past year, year and a half, like learning that I had social anxiety is uh, another thing that made me like get into that depression. Cause, um, I started like blaming other people and then blaming myself for having it. And, um, yeah, it's just been eye-opening. But now I'm moving into something that's just like I'm so excited for. And it's really like lighting my soul on fire to even be like talking about because I haven't even talked about it yet. So this is dropping here for the first time. And, yeah. yeah,
0: it's but, worldwide exclusive.
1: Yeah, an exclusive, folks. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be dads for dads. And um, nice. just like breaking those generational um, wounds like those generational patterns you know for
0: yeah for those me, are real yeah
1: they they certainly are and it's like everything is energy and we don't realize how much it's passed down along um from generational stuff and you know even like now being with my parents so we're here just on a little like three-week-ish vacation, but we're doing some work stuff along the way too for the photography. Um, But yeah, like staying with them, it just brings up a lot of stuff, right? And it's like I realize how much is from my childhood, you know, and how much pain, but also how much has been passed down from like their parents and their parents' parents, you know, and it's like that, that stuff just keeps moving along until we put an end to it. So I feel like for me, I'm I've been a big cycle breaker of like breaking those cycles within myself and yep. then creating that for my family and creating that space for my kids to not exist within those fears and those doubts and those insecurities. Like I'm going to be the one that stops that, you know? So that's what I want to help um, dads to do because I feel like being men, we have so much cultural, I don't know, like cultural expectations put upon us too, like that yep. men don't show emotions, like you can't cry, right? So, like, I was taught that as a kid, like, you can't cry, and I'm an emotional dude, and <laughs> you know, so my whole life I'm like trying to hide my emotions and thinking that I'm doing something wrong for just literally feeling the energy that moves through my body, and uh, yeah, so now I'm embracing okay. that, and I want Listen to hear all right, yeah. All right. yeah.
0: <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> no, it's true I, I i we i'm pretty sure we've talked about this but i've said it multiple times i mean that's that's a big thing between now and thinking about all the therapy that's available now for people and in talking about your feelings my dad would not have done any of that you know what i mean like yep. even i am not uh i am personally like i i i don't I mean, I, I go into a lot of my personal life on this show, but not all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do leave some stuff, uh, f- you know, for myself and my wife and, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, in, whether or not the expectation is real, there is... I, you know, men do believe there is an expectation to not show their feelings and, uh, and be a provider. So I can see, I can see how even just those two things that if you're doing one and not doing the other, it could be devastating, uh, you know, um, even, or just the realization or the, you feel even just feeling that, you know, um, so no, I get that completely, and I'm glad you're going into dads, man. Dads need all kinds of help. So, yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah, and I think about the stuff that my dad, my dad did when you know raising me, and, uh, and I'm I'm doing my best not to do those things. Uh, you know, the bad things. You know, the good things, obviously. You know, yeah. so
1: yeah, and I think our parents do like
0: they did the, the best, best they, they know. know.
1: Yeah, you yeah, know? and it's like <laughs> they they did the best with what they know like yeah i don't know (laughs) how more diplomatically to say right it's not blaming our parents just like they did the best and we're doing the best with what we know and it's like we can yeah we can strive to achieve things and just differently
0: yeah no absolutely the you yeah well i mean you see it in the extreme cases right like Alcoholics, or yep. well, that you know, was it.
1: That was it for me.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I mean, you, you know, you you can see that that line of things, or you know, hitting kids and, and that type of thing, and um, I mean, those are the extreme cases, uh, you know. But yeah. there's even other things that you know, just uh, you know, probably are not a great you know great idea to teach kids lessons, you know, that that are probably passed <laughs> on generations, you know. <laughs> Yeah, certain certain corporal punishments and stuff like that. You know, (laughs) even in the um, words we use,
1: right? Like you think about
0: yeah, that's true. Fear, such
1: a fear, is such a big motivator for people, and so many decisions that we make in our lives are based out of fear. And it's like this fear just gets passed down along the line without even knowing, just through the language that we use with our kids and stuff. But yeah, to to talk about like that alcohol real quick, like I thought that I was going to be an alcoholic. I've never had a drink in my life, but it was because like my dad was deemed an alcoholic. His father was an alcoholic, you know, like on my mother's side, my mother's dad drank, you know, it was like this whole just circle around me of like alcohol, you know? And I I watched it as a kid, like growing up. And, um, so in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to be an alcoholic. I'm not going to be able to control this. Like if I drink, so I never drank until I met Morgan and she pulled me a glass of wine and I'm like, oh fuck <laughs> do yeah. i you know we're just dating and i'm like yeah. do i drink this or do i tell this girl i don't drink and uh so she corrupted me and
0: it's all morgan's fault.
1: <laughs> but yeah no and it's like you know and there was a, a time when i was having like a couple drinks a week and i'm like oh fuck here it goes. Like I'm going to be an alcoholic, you know. And it's just like, so I had this whole thing around me. That's never going to be the case with my kids. Like my kids are never going to think and look at themselves as alcoholics, you know, yeah. because they're they're not going to know that, you know, they're not going to yeah. see that, they're not going to be around it, they're not going to interact from that space. And like like having pouring or glasses of wine. Well, like- I can't, you know. Yeah, exactly. But then Dude. that's her fault. That's <laughs> her fault. You broke the dad thing. I br- I yeah. can only do what I can do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hope she listens to this. She <laughs> doesn't so listen to my podcast.
0: There's oh, no man.
1: That's too bad. I know. She supports me, though. Yeah. She, you. she just not theory.
0: Shit, that's cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I, I love you, honey. I support you. Anything you want to do, just don't make me listen to you. Don't listen
0: to you me. enough. You're talking. Hear <laughs> <laughs> <You're scared> it <enough. laughs> uh, That's great. Well, I guess uh, my last question for you would be if you had to tell a brand new entrepreneur someone that is venturing out on their own and maybe it's like six months or something. Like mm-hmm. what would be your best, best advice?
1: I think if I know somebody like that, yeah, hard.
0: I mean, I don't know, maybe someone that's, you know, sharing a screen with you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man. I would tell this said person. <laughs> this imaginary.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You know,
0: it's a hard one because there's so much, you know, there's so much, but I guess why don't we do, we we'll do something different. Like what's, what was your biggest, what was your biggest surprise?
1: I'll answer both of these questions. Cause I want to think of something, okay. All right. something good for you. My biggest surprise was how much self-confidence I lacked Um, and how much disbelief I have about myself. That was a huge one, because I always had this facade of being very self-confident, not realizing that I wasn't. Um, And it was because I was comfortable. I was very comfortable in my life and I had created a life that was very comfortable, unbeknownst to myself, like not realizing that I was super comfortable and complacent. You yeah. know, and I was I was very busy in the world of being busy. You know, and what I mean by that is like I it was cheered that it's like oh Kevin's busy. Like we know you have a busy life Kevin. We know yeah. you're doing these things. You know, and it was like you know, so I just got very much
0: Uh, I think it's easy to get comfortable, right? You're comfortable when you're making a decent wage, you're comfortable with the way your life is going. You're comfortable. Like everything's all around pretty comfortable. Like that's just easy. It's just easy to get there. Yeah. Yeah. It would be significantly easier for me to stay in the job that I'm in. Yes. Significantly.
1: Definitely. And if you feel something, you feel a pull towards something There's no definition of failure except for what you like create it to be, right? Like if you feel a call towards something, you move towards it. Because it's it's really, in my opinion, like our higher self calling us to do something, you know? And it's like that. there is that complacency. And I think a lot of people get stuck in that complacency of like, well, I don't want to feel the discomfort of leaving my job. I would rather feel the discomfort of, not being fulfilled in staying in my job because there is comfort there in the discomfort, right? There's the comfort of the paycheck. There's the comfort of the benefits. There's the comfort of that thing, but following a path of discomfort only leads to growth, you know, and you're going to, you're going to grow so much from it. So what I would say is like ground yourself in your reasoning, like why you want to do it. Um, ground yourself in a belief within yourself like start to think so this said person is leaving in like 6 months right so start to like look at what is causing you fear now and you can like i meditate a lot and um it's just something that i do and i'll like go into my fears and i'll just kind of like play it out and then i'll it's kind of like when you visualize shooting, you know, I, we used to, I had a coach that visualized us shooting free throws and I hated it because I do the visualization and I'm there like getting nervous and I'm going to miss the free throws. So I'm envision visualizing myself missing and like <laughs> failing, you know? So I was already failing ahead of time. So it's like yeah. put yourself in a position where it's like, okay, I'm leaving now. What are my biggest fears? What are my insecurities? What are, what, do I think I could fail at, you know, and and like be realistic with yourself and like allow that or not realistic, but like allow the fears to come up. Right. And then just already look at those things. And then what can you do to overcome them? Like, how can you view them from a place of love and a place of like understanding compassion for yourself? Because you can either go out on your own and beat yourself up. Like I have done for the last two years and now I'm like moving past that, but it's like, you can't, you can't build yourself up by beating yourself down. And that's really what you have to do as an entrepreneur is like build yourself up. And if it's going to be sustainable, you've got to put yourself first, like before everything else. Cause if you try to like wear yourself thin, you're not going to be able to uh, sustain it in a way that's healthy and supportive for yourself. Perfect. And putting yourself first doesn't mean like, you're working 20 hours a day. I mean, like put your needs, your, your, take care of your, your mental health, your body health, your physical health, your spiritual health, like all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I think my self doubt is going to, I, I make a mistake and I beat myself up like way too hard, way too hard. You know? Uh, so I, I know that's going to be an obstacle for me. Uh, most definitely. So, all right well, I'm Kevin here for you, brother. Um I appreciate you. I really, <laughs> yeah. No, Kevin, I really appreciate you, man. So I want uh where can people find you? Where can people where can people find the dad coach here?
1: <laughs> so I'm on Instagram right now, if you're listening currently, I'm Kevin Baker coaching. But I'm gonna change that soon. Ooh. Not a big fan, it just seems like even the picture I got in there, like this headshot picture. It ain't me, man. You, <laughs> you have to be true to yourself. I'm going to switch it to like Kev Baker because I like Kev more than okay. I like Kevin. Nice. Um,
0: I don't know. That, that headshot's pretty sexy, dude. I mean, thank like, you. Morgan took it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I agree. But I don't ever wear a fucking suit coat. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't me, man. I don't do my hair. My hair right now looks like this. I've got my hat on. I'm growing it back out.
0: If like, I didn't have headphones on, you'd see what my crazy ass my hair is too. I so. think we have
1: the same type of hair, like heavy. Care. It doesn't, yeah. It just, it, it just does, this. It that's how it, my hair goes when it gets long. Yeah, just this flat to my head, and it's just bushy, like it's thick as fuck. <laughs> I can't do anything
0: with it. Yeah, nice. you grow it with it, and donate it like I am. So, all right. So it's Kevin Baker coaching on Instagram. Uh, pretty soon it'll be Kev Baker. So check him out. Yep. Send him a give him a follow and then uh then get some coaching, yeah. And those like sons of bitches, yeah. And
1: Sorry. then uh, my podcast right now it's Weed Love and Anxiety. I'm gonna do a couple more on that one and then I'm switching it up. <laughs> I'm the easiest person to find, I switch my shit all the time.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do more stuff like called, um, Dad's International or yeah, yeah, <laughs> Son of a bitch.
1: worldwide. Yeah thats dads. worldwide dads. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna take your intro and just switch it just yeah. a little bit
0: yeah just a little and, uh,
1: yeah and i'm gonna have you on a bunch so it's gonna be all right, all right. sounds good <laughs>
0: yeah it's gonna be clear. i'm here I'm for excited. you anytime all right folks well, thanks uh, for having me on oh man I'm always it's nice meeting you anytime yeah was, uh, <laughs> so good so good meeting you for the first time ever um all right folks you gotta go get a hold of me brendan at dadww.com of course can't stand me can't stand this episode you can't stand that rain hitting kevin <laughs> hey, coming Mel. back it, really with a vengeance hate mail at dadww.com. we are on all the socials but i want you to head to instagram because you're gonna you're gonna follow dads worldwide you're gonna leave a comment and then you're gonna go over to kevin baker coaching or kev bake Gizzle, I like yeah. to say.
1: <laughs>
0: give him give him a follow and uh and, and yeah comment there too i mean please yeah. and All shout right.
1: out to you you have the best memes before you end of the show oh thank definitely you definitely follow
0: you because i try try. you know life is difficult enough sometimes you just need a laugh and i like to be able to provide that um and if nothing else i like to get a laugh so just throw, <laughs> it, just throw it on there um all right folks thanks for listening later thanks. dad's worldwide loyal listeners possibly you